This is the Capricorn FM podcast. So Summer recently celebrated its 60th birthday and for me this speaks to just how crucial an entity they are and that is why I look forward to the upcoming conversation. Go behind the music with Samro and learn all about the Southern African Music Rights Organization's role in the music industry. We're definitely going behind the music in a conversation with the chairperson, Nicholas Mawen, who's joining us on the line to have a conversation on the overview on Samro's mandate, but also the financial results that were concluded during the AGM that was uh, hosted in December 2022. Uh, good morning, Mr. Maweni. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. How are you doing? Hey, Shekane, good morning to you as well as to all your listeners. And once again, thank you for having me and, uh, you know, on your show and uh, on the station. Thank you. Sure. So when I read in one of the documents that Samra celebrated 60 years, I was like, what? My goodness, this this entity has been added. And it just speaks to just how important you guys are in the work that you do. So just to kick off the conversation, can you explain to our listeners why an organization like Samra is still relevant after 60 years in this day in the sector you know yes we have been going for just over 60 years yeah. and um, and the, the, you know apparently uh, Sandra was formed um, by the way from the belly of our national broadcaster uh, SIEK in those days or SABC yeah. and um, in the early days of 1960 what was it, I think 1961 or something okay. um, and, and and then it only opened its doors January, uh, which was in 62. And the reason why after so many years, uh, an organization like Samba is so important because we see many people, remember everyone who's in the creative space need to earn a living for that. And even the beautiful music that you've played, uh, even in commercials or even the song that you played now was created by someone. And that person should be compensated for that. So it is so important um, that as Sam wrote, the reason why we exist, we then are the middle man uh, between that creative person as well as yourselves, uh, in this case, who's played music yeah. um, that is in broadcast. Uh, and we then facilitate, we come and collect the money from you. Uh, first, we license you to, be, to give you the permission to play that person's music. Yeah. And then once you play it, we will then collect the revenue, which we call it as royalties, mm. uh, and then it will take a fee, and then the rest is paid to that creative person. And that's how they make a living for their IP, which is their intellectual property that they've created. Sure. So about two to three years ago, Samra appointed a CEO with the overview to turn around the organization. Can you please paint a picture for us of where Samra was then and where it is today and maybe a scorecard, if you will, of the work done by the previous CEO? So a couple of things. Uh, look, Samra has always had a very interesting and a bumpy sort of the past and history. Okay. Um, and it's normally sometimes expected uh, to often what I call membership organization. Samra is a very interesting business, Chekani, um, because we, we are owned by members. We're not owned by government, by the way. It's a members-owned organization. Mm-hmm. So our creative people, as well as the publishers, so the composers and publishers, um, you know, own Samro. Mm. So as part of that, they are then obviously allowed and are entitled uh, to sit uh, on the board. So we appoint uh, composers as well as publishers to sit on the board. 
So, so one of the things that we have then done, which you alluded to, was at some stage, um, you know, people left Sambro and were trying to clean up the organization and we needed a CEO. And uh, I was tossed by the board to go out and find one. Of course, I found someone. Um, it was unfortunate uh, or fortunate for others uh, that it was Umlungu. <laughs> and I found this guy out in, in, in Cape Town, semi-retired, yeah. and he was really he, he he used to work for e uh, for I think the ETV or E News okay. uh, broadcast as a COO. And I asked him is he willing to join, and he was quite reluctant. He says, "Look, I'm not the right color," but he says, "Look, if you're going to support us, we'll do it." He was an experienced person, but needless to say, uh, we he, he agreed to join, and mm-hmm. um, and he assisted with the board with the management at Sambra to turn around the organization. When I say to turn around, some of the things that we've had, Fagani, uh, it used to, just in terms of the, uh, we call it the cost to income ratio. Mm. That's how much money it costs to collect money. Mm. So at Sambra, it used to cost something like 40 rand to collect 100 rand. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. To collect 100 rand, it used to cost, <laughs> cost 40 rand. Okay. <laughs> how bad it was and and some of the things that we've done and it was an expensive and there was a lot of um, uh, processes being flouted and also there were a lot of infights in the board i'm sure you must have heard about the issues about the investments mm. in dubai mm. all of those things so the boards put this very very clear strategy and says let's optimize uh, 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 the business model and the second thing, let's find a good way that makes sense to diversify. And also let's bring innovation. And amongst the other things we did put in for the CEO in terms of that was also please make sure you you work yourself out of a job. Find a brilliant COO mm. who's black. Find an amazing CEO who's also black. And that was part of it. And needless to say, when you finish at the end of December, all of those things were in place. We are very proud that at Sambra we've got a um, even a female or a, a, a woman COO, Chief Operating Officer. Her name is Mpo Masikwe, um, as well as a recently new appointed uh, CEO. Uh, uh, her name is uh, Nadal. So we're all excited about all yeah. these great things that we've made. Sure. I'd like to sometime during the month also hear where we are in terms of that cost to collection ratio that you spoke about because it sounds really crazy. It really does. But but yeah. for now, can you briefly take us through Samro's growth strategy for the next five years? So the couple of things that I've mentioned already that we, we're going to focus on. One, uh, you know, silly chair, uh, me, uh, I made this audacious target to um, to the management, in fact, to agree with the board who says, hey, we want to be a one billion brand business in terms of collection. That's how much money we must collect from you. That's okay. how much money we must collect from anyone mm. out there, whether they are Shibins or whether they are um, hotels yeah. or even whether, do I dare say this one, Chegami, whether they are taxi uh, 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 or transport industry that also plays music. Remember, anyone mm. who plays music to a member of the public must pay. So that's what I'm looking for, is to then say, hey, let's bring, hopefully, uh, at least just about a billion uh, by 2025. It's a huge target. And that's one thing that we want to do. And also we want to innovate. 
Um, you know, in this business, innovation is very, very important. Uh, it's important for us to be able to compete in this market. You know, in the olden days, everybody used to have a record label and blah, blah, blah. Now nobody mm. has it. The music industry has really transformed. And we want to make sure that we are at the cutting edge uh, of all of those things that are actually happening uh, in, in, in our industry. And, of course, we also want to diversify, as I've mentioned to you. Yeah. That's part of our target and uh, and really focus on other things that will assist us uh, towards that one uh, billion uh, rent target. Because the more that we do, the more then are we able to assist and make sure more money is paid to our members. So, so like many other industries, the arts sector also needs to adjust in terms of remaining relevant in the digital age. So how has now technology affected the way Samro works and what is Samro doing to mitigate the erosion of Samro's members' earning potential? So it's an interesting one. You know, um, I think it's some of the learnings that we can all derive from, um, you know, the COVID uh, pandemic has been how we all had to leapfrog in technology. Yeah. Because we started seeing a number of people, remember many of, um, of particularly those who are in the um, music creative space, they couldn't perform live. Yeah. And uh, so they all ended up having to do shows online. Um, mm. We've now also realized that, hey, it's no longer easy for you to sell CDs uh, or LPs and all of that. People tend to download music. Mm. You know, the way in which music is consumed is definitely not the same. Yeah. Um, and many of us can go to a concert online and, uh, and all of that. So these things have really, really uh, revolutionized uh, the music industry. But somehow we do have found and noticed some of our members, even our very own organizations, the six-year-old, were still, you know... Um, left behind. One of the things that we've done um, at Sambra was then to start uh, implementing a number of innovative things. You know, it used to take something like two, three, four months, if not six, for people to join Sambra because they'll apply online. Somebody will ask you to fax the form, send it, and then they get lost. We Mm. streamline all of those processes. Now, people can become a member of Sambra within 24 hours. Oh, wow. Okay, within minutes. Yeah. It should be, as long as you've submitted the required documentation. Yep. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that we've done. Even mm. the monitoring um, of the music and the, perform- the music, you know, we used to get reams and reams of papers in terms of um, yeah. uh, cue sheets from, uh, you know, either from broadcasters, from yourselves, and we have to go through this in a manual process mm. to find out whose song this is. So, you know, we started trying to automate those processes so that we can pay the right person, so that we don't have duplication. So remember sometimes, you know, you know, you just Google a Jabulani, how many Jabulanis you're gonna get? <laughs> and then somebody could have, uh, and have, how many people might have a song called Willing to Forgive? Mm. And then sometimes the spelling errors in this, um, and then it picks up the wrong name. So it was absolutely important for us um, to, to embark on, on, on technology. Again, in order to make sure it is easier for us and to make sure that we, are, we innovate at all times and become efficient uh, for the benefit of our members. Sure. So, so you also released the results of the previous financial year. Can we revisit some of the highlights during the year under review? Hey, we've had a very good 
year, okay. notwithstanding the challenges yeah. um, of COVID, as we always say. But, you know, it, it's been um, not a bad one in mm. terms of uh, our financials. So, for example, um, in, the, um, in the financial year that we reported, um, the collection in terms of our license revenue, that increased compared to last year, we collected just over 515 million, okay. um, and which was good for us. And then also the amount of money that we've distributed uh, has also uh, almost been a lot more compared to previous years. And uh, of course, it hasn't reached the same numbers as we did before uh, COVID. COVID did have a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a dent mm. uh, on this. We are very much keeping an eye um, as the board and, um, and thanks to the work that's done by management, making sure that the costs are really, really kept um, and that they are well monitored. But we always caution that we don't want to cut the organization to the yeah. bone. You can't yeah. always be cutting costs. You also need to invest in the technology that we spoke uh, mm. about. So there will be, uh, you know, sometimes costs will go up because we need to bring some new innovative ideas and things into the organizations uh, to make sure that we are quite uh, efficient. I did mention in terms of the cost to income ratio that yeah. we have really reduced that one. And we're sitting now... Remember, I've mentioned that it used to cost 40 rand. Yeah. Now, if you use the same ratio, it's, co- it's costing us 25 rand, 90 cents, oh, wow. technically, oh, wow. to collect 100 rand. Sure. Th- those are some of the small you know, changes that you've made that brings you a step closer to that billion, that billion rand that we spoke about earlier. Absolutely. But it, it, what it does for us, importantly, is it, brings, it gives more money to the, you know, to the members yeah. um, because that's what we want to see. Um, one of the things that most people don't even talk about is that, you know, I'm sure you get to hear when a member of Sambra Pass, um, you know, uh, we always pride ourselves and say, hey, we do bury our members mm. because we have a funeral cover. We pay out to 25,000 rand. I always want to give this disclaimer. If someone is looking for a 100,000 rand funeral, we're not going to be able to do that. Okay. But we pay what yeah. we believe is a decent, dignified funeral cover. We even have a, a, a retirement annuity for our members uh, at Samro. Now, again, people get this confused. You know, uh, we, 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 at times, I think we're sitting with a total membership, I'm talking here in Southern Africa, of just over 100,000 okay. members. But let me give you something about those numbers. 20,000, just over 20,000, are what we call fully-fledged voting members of Mm -hmm. Samra. Okay. The rest of them are actually prospect members, which means when they die or someone in their families or they that they've declared, it's that Samra can't bury them because they have not yet reached that earning capacity for Mm -hmm. them to become a fully-fledged member of Samra. They are still a prospect. Mm -hmm. So that means... Also, they may not be able to gain and uh, benefit from the retirement uh, 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 sort of annuity program that we have at Samuel because they would not have earned enough. And that's why they're prospects. Often we find many people, they just will say, yeah, I'm a member of Samuel. Yes, you are. But we ask particularly uh, some of your listeners, check what sort of a member are you? Are you a fully fledged member or are you a prospect member? Because there's a huge difference. If you're a prospect member, it means you have not yet reached that earning potential where you then can claim um, that. 
Oh, definitely. I, I definitely look forward to talking a little bit more about those issues in the coming weeks. Uh, and I thoroughly did enjoy the level of information that we received on the conversation today. Mr. Maweni, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much for having us and uh, all the best. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.